I'm Dr. George Flynn, and welcome to the show, the podcast, the video, the radio show, the TV show, online, offline, however you're watching this or listening to this, welcome. Because this show, this one show, is going to help you save more time, save a lot of money, save relationships, save your sanity, because it's got to do with you, not anybody else. It's got to do only with you. Now, I've got to tell you, <clears throat> my friend, Mel Robbins, uh, has a lot of things online, and she's a TED speaker, and she does a lot of things, and does them very, uh, she, when she takes something, she really goes whole hog with it. But she mentioned something one time, and I have been thinking about it quite a bit, and would like to share it with you. And it's something you've heard over and over and over, but you probably have never paid attention to it. <clears throat> Just like the, you know, the time I, I say, have you ever paid attention to a, I'll pick a number, a color, an orange car or a purple car? You say, no, I've never seen one. And I'll say, well, pay attention. And all of a sudden, you'll start seeing them everywhere. It's what you pay attention to that you see. So I want you to listen to this and, and kind of feel what I'm talking about and see it so that you can understand. A lot of times we, we have people around us that are doing something that we don't think is in their best interest. So we, you and me, I'm not counting me out, I do it too, I am trying to not do so much of it, but if I see someone doing something I know is not in their best interest, <clears throat> or something that they could be doing better, or something they shouldn't be doing, I will go in, or you will go in. I'm just gonna tell it on me so that I'm not stepping on your toes. Of course, you don't do these things. I will go in and I will say something. You shouldn't be doing that, or you should be doing that. You need to be doing this, or you need to stop doing something. And I'll put a lot of effort into it. I will remind them over and over and over. As a matter of fact, I'll sometimes, if I say, you should be, I'll say, digging a hole here in the ground. I'll go up metaphorically with a shovel and start helping them dig it. And they may be standing back watching me do the digging for them because they really don't want to do this. It's not, to their mind, not in their best interest. They have no interest in doing it, but they might do it if I cajole them enough, they might stop something, but unless they believe in it and they want to do it, it's not going to do any good. Let's take an example. I'll see a good friend or a, a patient even, and they're smoking and they're getting lung disease. And I can say to them, you're getting lung disease, I can show them the x-rays, I can, 
anything. I can show them how the lungs are overexpanded. I can show you're getting uh, emphysema. <clears throat> and I can call them up daily and I can say, you need to stop smoking, stop smoking, stop smoking. But it's really, and it, it makes me, you know, upset in the past. It, it will make me upset because I'm, remember, you may get the same way, but let's just walk through what happens. We get upset and it's bothering us that they won't act right. They won't do what we know is best for them. And I'm putting that in quotation marks. What's best for them, we know. So we are imposing our will on them. The person that's not acting right. And what happens? Well, they don't act right. They're not, they don't change unless they want to change. Now, if they want to change, they'll change whether we want to or not want them to or not. <clears throat> we may have influenced them slightly or given them some information as to guide them to the reasons why they should change or why they should stop smoking or why they should, you know, start exercising or why they should do whatever. It might be something very small. Why they should wear a raincoat in the rain when it rains or carry an umbrella or pick anything you want that you try to get someone else to do to help them and I help them. In your mind, it's going to help them. In their mind, they don't care. Now some people like, uh, say, pick a, pick a music genre. Some people like accordion music. I used to take accordion, so I know how hard it is to play the accordion. Some people don't like accordion music. And if I suggest that we go to an accordion concert, well, I may or may not want to go. But uh, if I want to go to one, and they don't want to go, and I say, oh, you've got to go with me. You've got to hear this. You've got to hear this. And they go, and they don't have a very good time. And then you have a disagreement about the positives and negatives of accordion music. Now, I'm just picking that up, you know. It can be country music, it can be polka music, it can be anything. It can be a certain restaurant, it can be a certain type of food. You must go try this type food, cooked this way, served cold or hot or medium, or served flaming. You must try this. Well, what if they don't want to try it? And you exert your will to make them try it. And you spend a lot of energy, a lot of planning, what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it this way. And I'm not going to say it this way because I'm going to sell them on it, on an idea that I think is better for them than they think is better for themselves. So then they try it, they go to a concert or to, to an event, or they watch a TV show that they really don't want to watch because you want to watch it, or they, it's pick anything. And you can think of these things after we finish this, you'll think of these things every day. 
all the energy, all the time, all the... Have you ever waked up in the middle of the night trying to think how to get somebody else to do something? What if, what if somebody wants to fire you and you're saying, well, if I just do this, they'll keep me on the job. If I just act this way, they'll keep me on the job. If I just do over, over extend or do more, much more than expected, they'll keep me on the job. Everybody else doesn't have to do it, but I have to because they don't like me. Well, you don't know that. You don't know that. But the answer to all of this is to let them do it. Just hands off. Just say, you're going to do it? Go ahead and do it. And the old adage is, uh, you know, the, the joke is the mother sees a child crawling up a tree, going up a tree, say, don't come running to me if you fall and break your leg. You know, that's, how could they run if they'd fallen and broken their leg? So that's, that's the general theme here. Let's let them do it. Just let them do it. Now, there's some things you do not let someone do. Now, we're going to say hands off of most small things. If someone has been drinking too much and you can, you, you shouldn't let them get in the car and drive. If someone is going to do something extremely dangerous and you know it's dangerous and life-threatening, do not let them do it. Stop them with every, every ounce that you have. If someone is attacking you or disrespecting you, either attacking you physically or verbally, don't let them do that. Stop them. Just stop them right there. But if someone else is doing something that does not impact you, does not endanger their, their safety, all you've got to do is say, you're going to do what you're going to do. I cannot stop you. And you may say it to them, or you may say it to yourself. If you say it to yourself, and you just stop, and if you're, they're, if they're used to you trying to control them, they'll look around and say, why, why, are you not, why are you not saying anything? You just say, let go. Let go. Now, in church, or in recovery, in the recovery community, it's let go and let God. Hand them over to somebody, uh, uh, God, that can handle things. You can't do it and accept the fact that it's ruining your life trying to spend all of this time and all of this energy and, and driving by uh, if, and, and making sure where they are and what they're doing and doing all these secret things about putting in codes and phones and tracking them where they are and making sure they're okay. That is only control. That is your trying to control them. Why would you do that? You're scared. You're anxious. You're anxious about what they're doing. You're afraid of what they're doing and how it might impact you. You're afraid. And just realize that. 
And you just, if you want to, say, you know, what you're doing scares me. I can't do anything about it, but I want you to know it scares me. And you've said it to them. More importantly, more important, most importantly, we'll say, you've said it to yourself. And you've acknowledged it, you've admitted it, you've said, this scares me. And when you say that, the frightening part goes away. As long as you hold it down and don't admit that this is scaring you, some, some things will go wrong, you'll have crazy feelings, you'll have all of these things, your, your arms will ache or legs will ache. Or that frightening part, that anxiety, comes out some way, sometimes as a physical thing, sometimes as hyperventilating, sometimes as, you know, there's numerous ways that comes out. Most medical doctors, there have been thousands of books written about that. You can research it online if you like. Easiest thing to do, take a deep breath if you need to, relax, and just say, nothing I can do about it. Remember, they're not, they're not attacking you. They're not causing physical harm. They're not drinking and driving. They're not putting themselves in danger. As long as those criteria are met, there's nothing I can do about it. Brush your teeth. I don't want to brush my teeth. Nothing I can do about it. The dentist will see you later. Uh, it's just all kind of things like that. And you pick the things that you're doing, and there's some out there. And you pick it, and you look at it, and you just admit, I can't do anything about this. It's a waste of time and energy. I could be doing other things productive, other things to help people that are asking me for help. Remember, these people have not asked you for help. But if other people are asking you for help, help them. That is where the key is. That will bring you health. That will bring you happiness. That will have you living terrific. I'm Dr. George Flynn. Thank you for being here. I look forward to seeing you next time.